0: Hey everybody, today we're talking about some of the fun playoff matchups from a neutral perspective. We'll talk about some impressive rookie seasons from around the league, and I'm sure we'll get into a ton of other amazing stuff. That's Dope About the NBA with our guest, comedian, actor, and host of Roy's Job Fair, a hilarious podcast, Roy Wood Jr. I am Miles Gray.
1: And I'm Jack O'Brien. And this is Miles,
4: Miles and, and Jack, Jack Got Mad, mad boosties. boosties. Nailed it. Defense, and that says a lot.
1: Here comes O'Brien.
5: Oh, he just sucked the gravity right out of the building. What a
0: play by- Miles Gray. Hey, hey, everybody, welcome to this new edition of Mad Boosties.
1: Miles, it's the week. It's, we're in the same week.
0: Yes, uh, I know. That we're dropping, baby.
1: I know. Um, mere Real- days before you hear this. we're recording <laughs> so.
2: Exactly.
0: We try and stay as up to date as possible. Uh, but let's get right into the discussion now because we've got a fantastic guest. Like we said up top, Roy Wood Jr. is with us. Hello, Roy.
4: Yes. I am are here. <laughs> I'm here to talk basketball, the round ball sport. And I will yes, yes. Tell you tales of why I quit playing organized basketball in the seventh grade oh what happened i was i was a baseball and soccer guy get the hell away from me you're too you're close. playing soccer Roy. Really? yeah i was a goalie though again get the hell away from me yeah. You're too close to me were you a pitcher <laughs> in baseball no first base i oh, wanted okay. to do the least amount of work if you watch okay. not here to bring up baseball into your basketball show here it's but, yeah, all relevant first base hands down the laziest position in this professional <laughs> sports right, right. Up there with punter it's beautiful you don't run anywhere you don't go anywhere you just wait for other people to throw you the ball.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. And you always have somebody to talk to, usually.
4: Yeah, you have a friend. Occasionally on a double, you need to tail the runner in case he rounds second <laughs> too aggressively. But <laughs> my thing with basketball, I think part of the problem was that I grew up the younger kid. Like, I grew, we moved to Birmingham when I was in the fourth grade, but most of the neighborhood was seventh and eighth graders. And that jump, the physicality mm-hmm. from a fourth grader to, I knew seventh graders would goatees. So (laughs) it was just shout out to terry ivy that's a true statement (laughs) by the way having only played baseball up until that point and then moving to a new city it was just there was just a social it was just it was too much i was just like you know what i'm just i'm gonna go play baseball and then everybody loved the bulls and the more popular the team the more people wanted to challenge you to try and take your your shirt or steal your bulls jerseys and you know what who's the new team? The Charlotte Hornets. All right, great. No one likes them yet. That, I'll root for them. They come on TV.
1: So that's how that came about. Just the fact that they were like, not yet a very popular team. Did it have anything to do with the fact that they had the dopest colorway?
4: Well, you know what? It's to the colorway point. So I did uh Bomani Jones show, a uh, game theory, and we got to talking about this. And part of why I'm a Hornets fan is because they had gang safe colors. Now, yeah. you can give me grandma, Mom, Alonzo Morning. oh, yeah, I love all of that. But also, I could wear this shirt to school right. with no problems.
0: Yeah. Right. It wasn't affiliated with anything. You're like, nope. Uh, yeah. My Converse
4: with React Juice? No, just yeah, neutral. Where are you going with that turquoise and purple on? <laughs> yeah. Like, never.
1: Never. It's also just a stroke of genius for a new team in the 90s, like coming out of the gate with a purple and like aquamarine combo. Like I, I'm not an entomologist. I pr- I'm pretty sure that's not what color Hornets are, but no. it was the color of the 90s. Like that yeah. was the color mm-hmm. of the zeitgeist in what, that decade. With the
4: honeycomb lane, I don't Ooh. think a lot of teams were doing the decorative lane paint. Right, just yet. I'm not gonna say they were the first, but this concept of hey, you know the area under the rim doesn't just have to (laughs) be solid paint, right? Right, right. right. Only razzle dazzle that just a little bit. Right. I love where we are now with the NBA, where the Bucks just have leaves and all types of (laughs) Oregon-esque looking designs on their floor.
1: I also the the thing that the Nets had for a while, where their court looked like it was in black and white and then there would just be these little pops of color that would remind you, you weren't watching a thing in black and white was really like visually kind of cool, like, and challenging. Um, I can't, I can't believe they got away with that, but it was pretty dope.
4: The Hornets, the Hornets were my team then. And I got to college though. And they kind of became the team that was like it, Early on in the '80s, I, you could get a Hornets game now and then. This is something else I have to explain to like kids. <laughs> right. If if you like the team that like wasn't in the region, like you grew up in Birmingham, if you don't like the Hawks, bro. You're not watching any other team until they <laughs> right. play the Hawks, <laughs> right. right? There yeah. were no Grizzlies. The next closest team, Houston, mm-hmm. Houston, I guess. Miami, maybe, probably the same distance. Those right. two. New Orleans yeah. didn't have a team yet. Memphis didn't have a team yet. So it was, you loved your team, and you followed them through the newspaper. Right. <laughs> and right. <laughs> and Sports Center highlights. Yeah. You know, then you would look up and...
0: Looking at box scores, you're like, all right, Dell Curry, another good one tonight.
4: Yeah, but see what happened? So when I left for college, and by the time Larry... When Larry Johnson left for the Knicks, and Zoe went to... Did he go straight to Miami or did he? I think he was I straight think, yeah, there. He, I think right he, with like Khalid yeah.
0: Reeves in them, right?
4: Yeah, I'm not sure if he made a pit stop before Miami, but I'm pretty sure he went to Miami very much in his prime. The team went through rebuilding, and when you're a small market team and you're going through a rebuild, no one's putting you on television anymore,
1: mm-hmm. right? And so right.
4: you know, so by then the only way I could really keep up with the players was just by playing NBA Live on <laughs> right. Genesis. Right, right. Back in those days,
1: are you still a Hornets fan?
4: Yeah, I'm still. That's who I root for. Yeah. it's like I go through periods of investment and then periods of like I'm not fair weather. I I, mm-hmm. I won't say that because I own a Bobcat shirt, mm. so you can, you can never call <laughs> that's me all fair we need. weather. Yeah. yeah, there it is. I uh, I purchased. I went to the website. I called myself supporting black business. I'm like, hey, they got a black owner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because when they left, for, when they left for New Orleans, that was kind of when I checked out. Because I was kind of one of those fans that was like, "The ownership betrayed us." Even the mm. one from Alabama, you betrayed <laughs> the community of Charlotte. <laughs> and then when the Bobcats came on, that's when I got back kind of into, "All right, I have a team again." Right. You know, but I'll be—I would be lying if I said that some of my habits of just being a fan of the NBA in general. Which happened when they moved to New Orleans. I was just like, all right, I'll just watch the league. I'll just be right. You know, I'll just be a wingman. But yeah. now I like actually I'm invested again. And then Mello got drafted. And I was like, Oh yes. <laughs> we are back, baby. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Bring me my old Glenn Rice jersey. Let him know that I'm I'm not new to this. I'm true to this.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Is there any favorite moment from that era? You know, the LJ, Zoe, Glenn Rice, all that. I don't know if the dunk contest is. I feel like a huge thing. I think for me growing up was seeing that that and when Larry Johnson was on Family Matters as Grandmama,
4: Glenn Rice is probably. I'm not, and I have to preface this because I know some Hornet fan is going to scoot up in his seat when I say this. He's probably my favorite Hornet Hmm. of all time. Not the best, not the highest scoring, blah 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 blah, but I just this idea of just him just just bombing threes you have to remember to be a three-point specialist at that time was very sniper-esque like the the game was played under the rim the game was dribble drive like it wasn't kickouts like like you go on a team now there's two three people on the court who could just shoot a three at any given time but in those days you had one or two, it was like a relief. It was the, like the closer, like the, you right. shoot threes. Yeah. So when you see that person check into the game, you know, oh man, I can't wait to see what this is. And, and I'm not going to say that three-pointers were as electric then as they are now because people shoot from the logo and half chord and all of this ridiculousness. But I don't know. I just always found a three-pointer and people who existed out on the perimeter. You know, to be a marksman, I don't know. That was just a skill set. I always appreciate it. Our
1: next competitors now are going to be Glenn Rice making his fourth appearance. Glenn Rice won this competition in 1995 and in the 10 days
4: or so prior to this all-star weekend break, Glenn Rice has been on fire for the Charlotte Hornets. The sniper versus the infantryman, you know. Something special. Yeah, you know, Anthony Mason, that's an infantryman. Mm-hmm. you know from the ultimate infantryman yeah 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 well, he really thought he was in the army
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: but yeah like anthony mason like he he thought he was in the army <laughs> <Like> he, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> shocked he didn't have a helmet on half the time um right. but yeah glenn rice probably my favorite person to wear a hornet's uniform i'd say my favorite hornet is vladi Divok who I ended up meeting briefly in Birmingham at a rehab hospital. Wow.
0: That's a whole lot of words put together. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So what
4: happened? I I used to work, I was the guy in the hospital that bring the food trays around
0: Mm -hmm.
4: to the patients. Right. And you know, Birmingham and everyone knows Birmingham is history with sports medicine. So (laughs) I worked at the hospital where players who were getting all of the shoulder surgeries, and Dr. James Andrews stuff, I worked at the hospital where those surgeries were done. So post-op, your meal, I'm your guy. Right. So Troy Aikman, Charles Barkley, like anyone who got a severe injury and got sent to Birmingham <laughs> between like 95, 94, 97, you wow. saw me. I brought you your terrible bland food. Wow.
1: <laughs> didn't have terrible bland food that was something i was gonna ask because i'm so, i'm assuming these are not people who are used to terrible bland hospital food are you, you they you, would
4: barely touch it they had runners you know this is right, right. rub hub so right, you have right. to send some minion out to go yeah. get you tgf fridays or whatever the hell you <laughs> right. really wanted Benavins. but it was cool every now and then because you would see just a random athlete walking down the hall in a robe stretching post-op and doing all this stuff <laughs> mm. and vladi divak cool as hell man cool yeah. kind polite i mean you're not it's it's one of those atmospheres where you're not supposed to speak to the high profile sure guest mm. on this floor how could you not man it's vladi it's showtime it's Vlade, yeah like it's, it's vladi and this is pre-kings vladi that's what's so wild about it this is kobe trade vladi
0: Right, right, exactly. This is, hey, uh, thanks so oh. much, man. We're trying to get this young man Kobe
1: Bryant though.
0: So, uh, see <laughs> you over there.
1: So, I, I do want to just talk about two things with LaMelo, yeah. uh, both passing related, but mm-hmm. I, okay. I just want to get your thoughts on, I, I want to get your thoughts overall on LaMelo, but the way he puts spin on a bounce pass is feels like he's just getting started with like figuring out like weird ways to make the ball just like you know head in one direction and then skip up into somebody else's hands like that you didn't even know the ball was headed towards and then the outlet pass is i feel like an art form that is getting better and better the past couple of years like and he might be the best at it with just the touch is
4: like <sighs> he will literally till the last second hold the ball And have three defenders committing. And then through those three, still somehow find the window. And not even like going through legs or anything. Like it's, there's something. Jason Kidd made me excited about watching passes. Right. Jason Williams, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Peyton and Stockton. You know, Stockton, of course, but Stockton was just more. Meat and potatoes. It felt, yeah, it felt very just. Ha ha! You did not see him over there. I saw him. I him the ball. You know, right? A, a lot of Stockton's success is just owed to Carl Malone and Jeff Hornacek knowing how to finish, which is what Lamelo needs a little bit more. Because if you, if if he nails that three from what was it last week, right. which is crazy all over the head, and then just kicks it out to the corner, if that shot is landed, then that's like one of his like calling card. Like that's NBA commercial type right. whatever. I think it's going to be exciting to see him grow, but as is always the case, you know, in Charlotte, you know, and and this is coming from it's just so you understand where my apprehension comes from. I am a Cubs fan and I am also a Dolphins fan. <laughs> we know what the Dolphins have done in the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. Right. The Cubs did what they did in in 16 But since then, I've pretty much let every star go for the sake of rebuilding. And, you know, every ownership has a different strategy. But, you know, it's impossible as a a fan of a franchise that is traditionally only mildly or non-competitive to have separation anxiety issues when you get a -a once-in-a-generation player on your roster. Mm -hmm. Right. So I find myself mitigating the excitement Right. About Melo, just in you case. And, right. I, and I and I shouldn't do that. I know I shouldn't do that. Yeah, but I do. Don't be afraid to love, Roy. Yeah, I loved Kimba Walker, and how'd that work out for me? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I just, I need a hug. <laughs> well, here let's 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 treat our uh,
0: our wounds with just just a little quick package of uh, some of Lamelo's best passes so
1: far. Okay. I mean, that's just. That's just beauty for the sake of beauty. That's just disrespect through your legs. He went through his leg and then flipped it up for an alley oop. He could have just flipped it up, right? Could have just flipped it up. But so this one is a underhanded, uh, full court pass that lands in like a three inch box. Now that's the spin one that I was talking about, which is a full court bounce pass. uh,
4: Yeah, a full court single bounce pass with English on it. With.
1: A lot of English on it that just skips <laughs> oh. right up into the left hand of the person who's about to dunk it. Yeah, he he has that vision where he knows where everyone is on the court and the ability to like drop it into a uh, three square inch space that well, is going to make it easiest for his teammate to put the ball in the basket.
4: Okay, and so then to that point, on top of that, it's not to me. It's not just court vision. It's also oh, I really want to do, I want to pass it here. But this guy's mm-hmm. in the way. What can I do to move him? Right. And it could be something as slight as dipping the shoulder to insinuate the drive. Right. He doesn't even, he doesn't even take the first step in that right. direction. He can, he can make defenders commit and like he can just sell his body in a way that doesn't overcommit his ability to do what he actually wants to do to like, you know, what his actual intentions are yeah, in the play. And that's not something you see on a regular basis. And, you know, I'm like every sports fan. You want the good ones to stay with your team forever. Yeah, right. And, you know, traditionally, when you talk about the Hornets, as a franchise, historically, the Hornets are, man, we had Mm. so-and-so. It's never he was our guy and that was the guy and, right. you know, Hornet, in the best years statue, with right. that. It's just, man, we used to date him. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, you see somebody famous on TV and you go, man, man, we, was, we had a chance. Right. <laughs> man, it didn't work out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: Maybe the honest thing, it sets the new template, especially if they, you know, do it again this year. Like, pe- people are going to start being like, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe well, we stay I, where we're at.
4: I think the league is better off when you have players as electric as Melo playing for franchises that aren't as always regularly discussed. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, honestly, low key, I'll put the Hawks kind of in that same bucket in a way where they've had players and they've been good, and you know, Horford in the gang and like they've had people, but what Trey Young has brought to that franchise, like just, just him just, uh, last week they were chanting screw Trey Young at a Yankees game <laughs>
0: right, right. right, yeah, they're still
4: so hurt, he has gotten under the skin <laughs> of a franchise so, so much incredible. that they hate him at other sporting events, <laughs> right, right, right I He's, was at the game yeah. in New York, I, the, I shot the video I shot the video at the Knicks game Last month when when Trey Young told the fan to hold that L. Yeah. And then he darted oh. off and made a play. Yeah. yeah. He's just he knows how to just come up to people and just, hey, I'm gonna screw with you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it touches an entire city. And that is great. You know, I I think it's not fair to compare Atlanta and Charlotte in terms of metropolis and metrics and you know, all of the gubernatorial statistics. But Atlanta as a franchise. In my opinion, isn't as talked about as it should be, considering oh, the size absolutely. of that city, yeah. considering the size of that market. And Trey Young is given them something. I, I hate the fact that they had to play each other this week. Yeah, I hate that. I hate the fact that because those are two teams that you want to see go seven, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, with each other. You know, so my point is, I'm excited about Lamelo. I just hope that we don't lose him. To some super team, Voltron, Transformer, yeah, situation too. that that's inevitable, you
1: know. The point the point guards who are coming up right now, though, you got Lamelo, you got Trey, and you got Ja, Like those are the three, uh, th- three players that I'm most excited about because, like, Trey and Lamelo in particular seem to be like doing new things with geometry, and then Jaw just seems to have superpowers.
4: Uh, yeah, Josh okay. just doesn't respect gravity right. as a yeah. physical, you know, rule. And it, he's another great example. But right. just a player that electric, they, like, he deserves to be revered like that in Memphis. Also love the fact, speaking of the Grizzlies, no one told me this, but I, like, you ever find out, like, a random fact about a team, you know, you know what, I approve of that. Yeah. I didn't know that the Grizzlies play whoop that trick from hustle and flow at their <laughs> games during timeouts. <laughs> Oh, like what? that's their like momentum swing. The opponent is called a timeout. Right. Like, yeah. Like you remember in the nineties they would play uh, Gary Glitter, Rock and Roll Park 2. Uh, <laughs> hey. hey. Duh, nah, nah,
2: duh, duh. Nah, nah,
4: nah. Yeah. So instead of that, the Grizzlies play whoop that trick. <laughs> From I mean, a movie set in Memphis. It's not even a real person in that movie. No. It's just like, this is our song. <laughs>
0: hey, and it brought it brought him an Oscar. You know what I mean? Like, that film brought an Oscar yeah. to town. So,
4: you know, I, 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 yeah. I get that. I get that. I get the Are, three, six Mafia ties. Too. I understand the Memphis <laughs> ties, but it's just, right. it's just, of all the songs you could play, like, I right. wouldn't have guessed that. I wouldn't have chosen that. And then I'm shocked that the entire arena is just... Yeah. Whoop that trick. Get Whoop right. that trick. Get him. <laughs> like some eight-year-olds. And I'm like, yeah. yes.
0: They're like, dad, what's a trick? They're like, oh, don't worry, don't worry about, about it, boy. Just, just <laughs> wave the towel around your head. <laughs> All right, let's take a break and let's come back and let's talk about the postseason after this. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. We're back, uh, and yeah, I mean, let, let's let's kind of keep this conversation going because, like you said, you it pains you to see Atlanta and Charlotte having to face off. When you know, you'd love to see that be a, a much longer series, but I think you know, let's yeah. let's let's zoom out a bit. Let's put let's don our neutral caps. Yeah, look at I'm this a, playoff, this postseason here.
1: I'm a Sixers fan. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna talk about the Sixers here. I'm gonna talk about a team I'm excited to see make a deep run and why I'd be excited about that. I'm not going to talk about the Grizzlies because we have, I think that's the team we've spent like 50% of the show. So f- like, yeah. not just this episode, our entire the like, show. Yeah. Yeah. I episode mean, one was all Grizzlies. The <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: The memes are going to pour in. They're like mad boosties, a John Morant podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I, but I look, I'll, the one thing I'll say, because I'm not going to say the, the Grizzlies either, but I feel like it's been a while since I was watching somebody as like a neutral and got so excited for the way they play and like excited to see them play or excited to see what the highlights were from a game. So from that standpoint, yes, excited for the neutral. So Jack, if you're, if if you, you pivot a little more, where are you going?
1: So I got to runner up. Like, I want to see the warriors with clay, Steph and Jordan pool, like fully healthy, like splash triplets. I don't know. Like I, First of all, I've I've talked before, but like Clay when he's locked in is one of my favorite things to see. Like it again feels like a supernatural event when Clay is just in the zone and the the other night he had 41 and started looking like he he was getting back there. So like that's kind of, that that's what the team that I'm like kind of keeping an eye on in the West. And in the East, I'm a Sixers fan, but I'm <laughs> mm. um, I I wanna Uh-oh. see the Nets do Beam? something. Beam? Okay. Yeah. I yo, the, all right. The play in Nets. The play in Nets. I love KD. Uh okay. Kyrie, as we've discussed, does things with the basketball. Like it's just like an and one mixtape broke out in the middle of an NBA game sometimes. Um and you know, I've want I root for Ben Simmons as a former Sixers fan which I know is not not every former Sixers fan does that
4: Ben Simmons deserves a second act so yeah that's that's fair I think the Warriors are in the best position to get Mm -hmm. to the conference finals Mm. against the 3C yeah like you have to go through well are they playing Denver right no, no, no. He means in the finals. I mean, in, oh, the, yeah, final. in the final. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, conference finals. I'd say Phoenix. Yeah. I'd say Phoenix. I love Memphis, but they're beatable. Golden State could beat them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They could beat Denver. They could beat Dallas. Like, I think pretty much everybody but Phoenix gives them a hard time. And I do agree with what Draymond said earlier this week. He said, it don't matter if we're the two seed or the three seed. I know that's what you're supposed to say. But right. I actually believe Draymond is right from a you know analytical step cuz there's less pressure on them. Yeah, and Clay hasn't been pushing himself. They've been limiting his minutes. Like why we're not trying to go 73 and 9? Right. Mm-hmm. So relax. Yeah, You'll be fine.
1: Yeah, and if Draymond is like that that was another just like detail of the season was watching how important Draymond is. Like again, I love I love anything that's not that goes against the the conversations in the offseason where it's what we were talking about earlier, where it's like, all right, we stack up, like, this person, this all-star and this all-star and this all-star. When you have somebody like Draymond who, like, you know, he is an all-star, but he's, like, not putting up huge numbers, and he goes out, and all of a sudden the team's, like, 30% not as good as they, as they were before, <laughs> like that. And the Grizzlies are the same thing. It's, like, it's not a bunch of people who, like, when you look at a stat sheet, you're like, "All right, well they're beating everyone." Like it, right. it's just they they have like something intangible about the way the team is put together. So like that's that's what Correct. it excites me about those two teams. Uh, and then at the other end of the like polarity. Uh, I love KD. I, I love that he gave MB to shout-out for MVP today. I love that he has a great eye for talent. We've, we talked about how he like called out Ja before anybody else knew about Ja. So I don't know. I just think the playoffs in the East are more exciting if the Nets are making a run.
4: I I mean, you're talking about a nine-game differential in wins from the one seed down to the eight. Yeah. Even if you go to the 10 seed, like just when the playoffs began, it was only a 10 win differential versus almost 20, over 20. Right. In the East, 30. 30, because Phoenix had 64 wins going in to San Antonio's 34. Right. So when you're talking about a a 30 game (laughs) differential (laughs) from one to 10 versus a 10 game differential, I think that. It's harder to pick who is going to come out of the East. I think it's Phoenix or Golden States to lose. Everybody else is, you're good and you're competitive. Thanks for playing. We appreciate you. Yeah. Mm. But i you could make an argument for Brooklyn, because Brooklyn's going to give whoever they play the business. The seven seed don't mean nothing when the differential is 10 games. But then Miami is very much just slow and steady. Yeah. yeah just get the job done. And a yeah. lot of people
1: are sleeping on them, so they got that like yeah. I mean, mentality. Every now and then we take
4: a break, we fight right. each other. But that's <laughs> here's the Come thing. Come back together as a family, you know? Yeah. Here's the thing, man. You don't want to face no team that fight each other. Because yeah. when they figure out their issues, yeah. oh, which it seems same like they've spirit.
1: done. Yeah. yeah. Right. You and then
0: it meanwhile, you're like Yeah, and the yeah, production. Then they too. fight as
4: a family together against the enemy. And that's right. you. Yeah. That ain't what you want. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, oh, they got therapy? Okay, they're a problem <laughs> now. They're a <laughs> problem now. Oh, Lord, they worked out their differences. <laughs> yeah.
0: They're like, it's a monster. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely agree with all that. I Like, secretly, I mean, I, I, I want to see Jokic do well, but I get that, you know, he's up against it. And that's just for me personally, because, like, as a player, I really love to see Jokic. I love his basketball IQ. Again, talking about like LaMelo and just the way his body shape can pull defenders, Jokic has that mm-hmm. same energy to it that I really just love. It's just so efficient where it's like, I don't need to do too much, the huge movement. I can just orient my body a little bit that way and then completely just dislocate my shoulder, throwing a pass you've never seen.
4: I love Luka. Like Luka's fun to watch and Luka doesn't back down and he's ice cold mm-hmm. in the playoffs. But you're asking me to pick against Clay. Steph, right. Draymond, and whichever fourth wheel, new iteration of Iguodala they have coming off the bench, right? Going, oh, you're good tonight. Cool, thanks <laughs> for the double double, Wiseman. Wouldn't right. expect that, yeah. right? You're asking to pick against that. That's yeah,
0: hard. It's hard. That's yeah, hard. exactly. And
4: Warriors haven't been full strength for a long time in the playoffs.
1: People who like do the numbers and like pay attention to the numbers and all that, you know, you're Zach's low uh, and, and those sort of people like they The way they talk about Phoenix is like they are real like head and shoulders above the rest of the of the West. But I, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But like this is the most fun playoffs I can remember in a while. I will say I think I said that about last playoffs and most playoffs. I say that about so I I think I just get excited about the playoffs. Um, But I don't know, like the fact that the East is more wide open than I feel like it's ever been um, is is pretty wild. Like we haven't even mentioned Milwaukee, the defending champs, who are probably a lot of people's pick,
4: a three seed, the defending champs, which. Ooh, okay, so then here's a question. Milwaukee's at a three, and Phoenix, the defending conference champions in the West, they're a one seed and they're eight games they were eight games up, yeah on Memphis, so that is pretty dominating you yeah know, i don't I don't have their record from last year in front of me, but if they've taken care of business like this once again in the Western conference. It's, it's, it's them versus Golden State. and It's just right. a matter of just who can just muscle that out. But I think if Phoenix gets back to the NBA Finals, I don't think they lose. You know, this is coming from a Hornets fan. So, you know, don't. It, it, that's, that's, <laughs> this is also coming from a man who paid money for a Charlotte Bobcat show <laughs> with confidence. <laughs> you, know. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know how much you're going to trust my knowledge on this. But it would be nice to see Chris Paul get a ring.
1: It would, and yeah, yeah, I mean, what he's done this season feels like one of the more impressive things. Like, he's maybe more in the Stockton mold in the sense that, like, he is not, like, inventing new passes, but he's so good. (laughs) He's so good, (laughs) and, like, it's subtle things he does that, like, when when I'm watching Mello throw a pass, my, like, it's tricking the TV camera and it's tricking like my eye with Chris Paul. I feel like he's like, all I need to do is trick the person who's guarding me and like get them to move a half inch in the right direction. And then I feel like the difference
4: to some degree also with Melo and Paul is that because Chris Paul has been in the league longer, he's defended or he's defended differently. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of defenders instincts is the moment Chris Paul gets the ball, you have to close the distance where LaMelo, they still kind of arrogantly give him, the cushion because mm-hmm. he's dumb, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's still running circles around them. But the moment Chris Paul gets a touch, you have to somebody's got to get on him. And the moment yeah. you do, he's first step past you, or he's just around you with a no look. So mm. he doesn't, he doesn't have to go under the leg, over elbow, past white chocolate. <laughs> like, right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. He's he's never Chris Paul's never gonna go full white chocolate mm. in the passing game. <laughs> But he also doesn't have to.
1: Yeah. All right. We'll come back. We'll talk about the dopest thing you've ever seen somebody do on a basketball court. And uh, one of the funniest mic'd ups uh, we've seen in a while.
0: you like to watch new stuff, right? Gang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump.
1: And we're back, and Roy, this is the part of the show where we like to ask our guest what is the craziest, the funniest, like just a thing you saw someone do on a basketball court that is seared in your memory, that changed what you thought was possible for uh, human beings to do in physical space.
4: For the sport. I've been to a couple of Kobe Bryant 40-point games, (laughs) you know, that's just more... Slow and steady, tried and true. Mm-hmm. You know, I will tell you the funniest and most entertaining thing I witnessed was a celebrity bask a charity celebrity basketball game where Eric Bledsoe, um Boogie Cousins, I think Gerald Wallace was there. It was, it was a lot. Of, it was it was NBA players with basketball ties to the state of Alabama. Right. Mm. The radio station I was working with at the time we do a charity tournament. You know, raising money. For the toys Or what, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the benevolent thing was And mm-hmm. we invite out all of these Huge athletes And a bunch of Alabama Like Mark Ingram is there Football, just If you're good with a ball from the state of Alabama Come play this <laughs> basketball game to raise the money mm-hmm. And You know how like I don't know if you ever watched a professional athlete play An exhibition game yeah. But they can't <laughs> right, <laughs> right. They know they one team. They yeah. don't know how. They only know destroy, must right. destroy. So, yeah. on one team, it's Eric Bledsoe, Boogie Cousins, Gerald Wallace. I want to say like some random receiver from Alabama, whoever, whatever Alabama receiver won a championship in o two or o three. Yeah. And these athletes, we're, we're playing like. A couple of cops, just like a, <laughs> a teacher, like local politicians. Uh, like, it's like real athletes versus local celebrity. Like, it's.
1: Right. Yeah. People who are like, this, good. this is for
4: charity. For the wall. Yeah. Right. Boogie Cousins throws Eric Blitz of a half court alley oop to start the game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's. And it was one of the most disrespectful things. <laughs> and, like, have you ever you ever played, like, the only thing I can compare it to is as an adult, you as an adult person playing against seven-year-olds yep. on an eight-foot rim. Yeah, yep. Miles
1: does that all the
0: time. That's the kids right now outside my window. They don't want it with me.
4: <laughs> and it's just not fair. Right. It's right. just not fair. And because I was on the court playing and getting dunked on, When you see NBA speed up close, that was the first time I'd ever seen, like, just literally just checking Boogie Cousins. (laughs) When you see it up close, it's like, oh, I see why you got drafted. Right, right. They threw, Eric Bledsoe must have dunked 10 times, Boogie must have dunked 15. (laughs) And it was just a dunk fest on state and city officials' while raising money for a great cause. It's one I of the it. best celebrity games I've ever been a part of, but Eric Bledsoe and Boogie Cousins literally just threw alley-oops to each other. Like, you could tell they missed each other, hadn't got the hang. Right. And it yeah. was just them playing with each other, and we were just around. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: You were just sort of in the way of the dunks.
4: <laughs> when you see Athletics on TV, it, when you see it up close, I'm like, oh, my God. He jumped all the way. This is just insulting. Right, I right, must quit right. now, and, but you can't. <laughs> right? Because you it's leave for the kids. For, yeah. yeah. So you're just getting dunked on <laughs> for the sake of raising money for children, and now I'm the one that needs therapy. So now you need to have another game <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to raise money for me. For real. Uh, yes, no, that was that was probably the it's, most amazing thing I've I've just seen just in person in terms right. of just
0: playing yeah.
4: basketball. It was just.
0: Because, yeah, there's something to like when you're like, oh, I can get this ball up the court. Like, watch me really like let me watch me show you the speed with the ball until someone who has like three extra feet of leg length on you and, you know, infinite more skill. And you're like, these are these are not movements, speeds or intensities I have ever actually witnessed in my lifetime up close like this.
4: I have no idea what I'm doing out there. Yeah, <laughs> Like I'm just running up and down the court and, and I'm having flashbacks of getting dunked on by seventh graders with goatees. Like it was just all <laughs> coming back to me on the court at that moment. It was so bad. Like I've seen
1: one NBA game like real up close. Like I, I got court side seats for one NBA game. I I always tell people like that is something everybody should do once in their life like if Mm -hmm. if you can at all do it it's absolutely it's because you don't understand until you see it up close you don't understand how fast how athletic how big they are and there's a trick that your mind plays where you're like those hoops aren't actually 10 feet (laughs) and then then you see it and then watch, watching that happen at a charity game around around other just, mortal humans is like uh, watching a magic trick. But then having it done to you is no fun.
4: Imagine watching two <laughs> NBA first round picks for an hour dunking on city officials, and school teachers, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, radio DJs. Like it was just it wasn't even. They they had to switch teams at halftime. Like, you, you <laughs> can't even play with each other. Right, right, so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just
1: wheeling people out off the court. Yeah,
4: I'd say NBA up close, that's one that you want to see in 3D up close if you can. That, there's definitely a different level of appreciation.
1: All right, uh, let's go out. Uh, on we, we have this mic'd up that I think yeah. breaks new ground and mic'd up in the sense that it is exactly what I would have done if I were mic'd up and I've never seen a player do it, uh, this is Willie Hernan Gomez. Um, and yeah, it's just fun. He's just having fun with it. Uh, right.
0: The, the clip just starts off with him letting it be known that guess who's mic'd up <laughs> today? And that's all I would ever want to say to somebody.
4: I'm mic up today. I'm mic'd up today. What? I'm,
0: mic'd up, yeah. I'm mic'd up today. I'm mic'd up today. I'm mic'd up today. I'm mic'd up.
1: <laughs> they're all shouting into yeah, his chest. Yeah. Can
4: you, can you Yes, I
2: got it. You will see You will see it. I can't be upset. Yeah. let her know that. That's the goal. I won't <laughs> to play. You
4: know what mean? If we're playing against each other today, don't call <laughs> any foul. No, oh, you can do
2: whatever you want.
5: Yeah. Okay, you thank you. let me know. You know, you go, he found
2: me. And you go, he
4: found okay, me. Okay, I'm okay. the whole game.
5: Yes, okay. <laughs> I gotta be
2: super honest. <laughs>
5: <laughs> talk to me. Talk to me, guys. I got you, yeah.
2: Come on, baby, I need you, low man. Okay, now, for the blitz. I need you to be the low man.
4: I'm
2: low. <laughs> I'm low. <laughs> I trust you, be there. Uh-huh. I trust you. Oh, i low man. That's my fault. It's okay. It's okay. Next one.
4: Do, I have a question about this. Do you think that the players who are mic'd up try a little harder during the game? Oh yeah, and you got to. Maybe right? they should just mic all the players, but not tell them which. Not mic tell the yeah. all <laughs> is the going hot, right.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> but I like you definitely like. They, they probably also are like, hey, I'm mic'd up like before, but he's just telling hey, man, everyone. Like, just so you know. Oh, yeah. He's, don't talk
4: about anything you don't want on the microphone.
1: He's running around with a smile on his face, running oh, up yeah. to all his teammates and his brother who's on the other team, pointing yeah. to his chest and saying, I'm mic'd up tonight. I'm mic'd up tonight. <laughs> me. It's me. Yeah, it's me. I'm mic'd up tonight. And then his friends are like shouting at his chest and like po- popping him on the chest. Um... And then there's a great exchange where him and his brother are telling Bill Kennedy before the game, the referee Bill Kennedy, uh, that they're they're playing each other tonight and they're brothers, so don't call any fouls on <laughs> on them. And he's like, Yeah, no, 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 I'm I'm gonna let everything go. You guys just you know beat each Do other up want. as much as you want. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah, I, I want I want someone to mic up
0: just to I know that. Just to kind of reveal the real and honest side. They're like, whoo really got me on that one. Like, just the whole package is, oh, oh, I'm late, I'm late. Oh, that's you, that's you. Oh, man, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that's me.
1: That is Super Producer Jabari's uh, assignment for what one of our upcoming shows. The moments of people just being really, like, owning it on a mic'd yeah. up moment.
4: Be like, nah, Mic'd up and just getting dunked on.
1: Right. I'm off tonight.
4: I'm off. No, no, no. Don't throw it to me. I'm off. I'm off. off. Ice cold.
1: (laughs) All right. Last question for you. Uh, Speaking of super producer Jabari, uh, he went back and looked at the Alabama football roster from around 2010. Was Julio Jones the receiver that was playing? There you go. It was, it was julio
4: jones
0: there it is wow
1: i have seen videos of him doing
4: things on a julio basketball can actually board. hoop though yeah like, a lot yeah. like if you're good at football you can do something else well generally speaking yeah for sure yeah
1: i think i've seen him yeah. do something like just, really
4: they, they've won so many championships i couldn't even remember which receiver i was like you know, one, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> any of them championship years I don't know. all
1: right roy wood jr Truly uh, a pleasure to have you on Miles and Jack at Mad Boosties. Yeah, man. By being on You Have Cosigned, the fact that uh, we do have Mad Boosties. Uh, we can we, grab
0: net at minimum.
1: I can grab net or touch net.
0: Um, if I can grow my middle fingernail really long, I can I can scrape rim.
1: <laughs> so, no big deal.
4: I think I can still get the net. Okay. I see? I, yeah. think. I haven't tried. That's all. I'm not That's play. all we need. I'm 43. I'm not going to blow out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just jump up and both of your leg bones are still on the
4: ground no this is a pleasure Thank yeah this was so me. fun yeah
1: thanks for being on uh, and go hornets man
4: let's, yeah. let's see yes, what they do Mello, if you hear this please never leave sign a tweet <laughs> <for you. laughs>
1: alright that's been episode 3 and we will be back next week with more mhm miles
0: Miles and jack Jack got got mad mad boosties boosties.
1: we did it
0: see nailed it
1: here's something you might not know about wireless sometimes what you see isn't what you get